making it bring forth and sprout, giving seed to the sower and bread for the eater. So shall my word be that goes out from my mouth. It shall not return to me empty, but it shall accomplish that which I purpose and shall succeed in the thing for which I sent it. And I remember using this verse during the offering message on Sunday in December when when it's around and I remember the question I asked the children was, what's the purpose of snow? And the answer's in the middle. The purpose of snow, of snow is to give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. Seed to the sower and bread for the eater. But I want to ask a different question today, and the question I want to ask today is this. How do the rain and the snow, how does rain and snow eat an item? How does rain and snow return to heaven? How does it happen? Vapor. So the, the Asian word is evaporation. Evaporation good. And that's part of what process? Remember your maybe high school, or even the water cycle. Okay. So in the water cycle, there is... We can, it's a cycle, so you can start anywhere. Where do you want to start? We'll start with words of people. So evaporation. So the water changes from a fluid or liquid, changes from a fluid, changes from a liquid, fluids and liquids and gases, so it changes from a liquid to a gas in the process called evaporation. And then there's another Asian, condensation. So when that water vapor condenses, then it forms water droplets which comes in precipitation, such as snow or rain or sleet or hail or drizzle. Look, we have a very rich vocabulary for the rain in this country. Okay. So, some countries, they have a very rich vocabulary about lots of different things. When we go to visit family on my father's side in Pakistan or India, they have such a rich vocabulary for family. So, there's a different word for your aunt and your uncle according to the age of your aunt and your uncle and according to whether it's your father's side or your the paternal side or the maternal side. So, there are lots and lots of words. They have a very rich vocabulary for family. Why? Because it's important. And one of the things that's important to us as British people is the weather. Is it not? So we have lots of words to describe the rain. Sleet and drizzle and spitting and tipping down and pouring down and chucking it down. Um, lots and lots. But they're all precipitation and that's how the water comes back to earth. And God knew about the water cycle before anyone knew about the water cycle because he created the water cycle. So to return to the question in December, the purpose of rain and snow, and I like the ESV translation which I've used here, because it uses a vegetable that we have often at the time of year when we think about snow. So the purpose of the rain and the snow is to bring forth sprouts. It's to bring forth life, whatever that life is, whether it be human life or animal life, or plant life, that's the purpose of the rain and the snow. That's why God gives it to us, because he knows, having made us with our body, that we need 
three unrelated drinks. So I want to ask this question, and, and now the title could go up, but it's not a long title, I don't think. What is the spiritual water cycle? And the clue is also in the verse. So the title of the sermon is the spiritual water cycle. I don't know if I the final version of the spiritual water cycle. What is the spiritual water cycle? And the clue is in those verses. And Hercules mentioned already Bible school. There's another clue. The spiritual water cycle refers to the processing of God's word. Because back in Isaiah, that's what the prophet tells us. As the rain and the snow come down from heaven, and do not return to heaven, but water the earth, making it bring forth and sprouts, giving seed to the sower and bread to the eater, the water cycle, as that happens, so shall. Everything in the natural points to the spiritual. That's why we have the natural. I sometimes think of life as a metaphor for God. Everything we have, family, marriage, the world, creation, water, food, it's all a metaphor for God. Everything in the natural points to the spiritual. So as we complain about the rain or shield ourselves from the rain or play in the snow or complain about the snow, when you get to a certain age, then you complain about the snow. Um, when, you get, when you're younger, it's, you complain about rain but not the snow. Why? Because you can play out in the snow but can't play out in the rain. But as all those things happen in the natural, things happen in the spiritual. Spiritual processes happen and God gives us natural processes to show us, to teach us how these spiritual processes happen. So, I want you to think of the natural water cycle and keep that, I guess, in the side of your mind, maybe both sides of your mind, while we focus on the spiritual water cycle or the spiritual processing of God's Word. Now, we went to Devon at New Year, and we had no snow, but we had lots of snow. Our most common form of precipitation, there was lots of rain. I don't know, how wet was London at the turn of the year? For those of you My parents were in London, and they, they were, it was dark, I think, and spitting. Good, good word. Good word. If he was learning the, the local lingo. Um, and then I've got some photos that, uh, that I took during one of the breaks in the rain. So we did have a few breaks in the rain. Do go to Devon. It's a beautiful place to go to. And this is Coombe Martin Bay. And um, it's, it's a tidal bay. The... There's one pole sticking out of Johanna's, I'm not such a good photographer. There's one pole coming out of Johanna's right shoulder, not that one, and that's in the foreground. But the pole that's coming out of Zoe Joy's hair, that's in the background. And that's um, measuring the tide. So that's to guide the boats as they come in. Not many boats come in now, but some still do. And that's 10 metres tall, and you can only just see it when the tide is in. So the tides are quite, they're quite something. Um, I don't know, I'm not a fisherman. I went a few times with my uncle um, sea fishing and, uh, and freshwater fishing. But even if we're not fisher people, God's called us to do that. Jesus said, I'll come and make you fishers. And he said that. 
to his disciples when he called them and made him his disciples. So I think there's things that we can learn there. Now, what I'd like you to do is just look at these next two photos. If you go round to the left, this is what you see. And I've elongated, so the children aren't that wide. <laughs> I just elongated it. So in the foreground, there were a couple of children, and then those in the background, there weren't many people on the beach when we were there, because it was during a rain break. But what comes down from here, and who knows the geography of Devon? Um, close to this sea, you get what? Close to the sea in North Devon, you get cliffs and rocks, and we call which more? Exmoor is, is, is the one that's close to here. And what happens is, the water runs down from Exmoor into the sea. And the water that you can see in the back, and maybe on the next photo as well, you can see it even perhaps a bit clearer. So, this water at the back is the fresh water that's coming down from Exmoor, rushing into the sea. And this water at the front is the, the tide coming in. Um, and one of the... Uh, one of the pubs or coffee shops there, it's called More to See. And I'd like you to keep that in mind, okay? The fresh water coming down into the sea, and then the sea water, the salty water, coming back to meet it. I'd like you to keep that in mind as I read this scripture from Ezekiel. And you could follow it, but I think for the purposes of this, just try this. Try closing your eyes and imagining what's happening. Because this actually did happen to Ezekiel. It actually happened to him. So, I think, read it, read the whole chapter in your own time at home, but just for these purposes, close your eyes and just imagine that you're there, and instead of Ezekiel being led, it's you. And this is what Ezekiel said. He led me back to the bank of the river. And as I went back, I saw on the bank of the river very many trees on the one side and on the other. And he said to me, this water flows into the, but toward the eastern region and goes down into the Arabah and enters the sea. When the water flows into the sea, the water will become fresh. And wherever the water goes, every living creature that swarms will live. And there will be very many for this water goes there, that the waters of the sea may become fresh. So everything will live where the river goes. Fishermen will stand beside the sea from Engedi to Enaglaim. It will be a place for the spreading of nets. Its fish will be of very many kinds. They are to be left for salt. And on the banks, on both sides of the river, there will grow all kinds of trees. Their leaves will not wither, nor their fruit fail but they will bear fresh fruit each month because the water for them flows from the sanctuary. Their fruit will be for food and their leaves for healing. So, Ezekiel's led to a place, a riverbank, and there's salty water, but because of the fresh water from this river, it brings life where there was no life. I wonder, can any of you finish this line of a poem with Samuel Taylor Coleridge? No, no, might not mean too much. The title might help you. The Rhyme of the Ancient Mariner. And I'm going to start it for you. Some of you have thought maybe able to guess it, even if you 
don't know it. Water, water everywhere. And not a drop to drink. Okay, so this is what he actually wrote, because we've changed the poem a bit, because it was written so long ago. Water, water everywhere, and all the boards did shrink. The boards, the wooden boards of the ship. It's a, a sailor who was stuck at sea. Water, water everywhere, and all the boards did shrink. Water, water everywhere, not, nor any drop to drink. So all this water, but the problem is it's salty, and he couldn't drink it. How much of the Earth's water is ocean? 17? How much of the Earth's water? So I think you're answering the question, how much of the um, Earth's surface is water? I think you're answering that question. So the question I'm asking is this, how much of the Earth's water is ocean? Nin 68, 90, 99. Um, Moses is my reference for all things um, Botanical, emotion, mar marine. Um, it's 97%. And when I told, I checked it with Moses, am I right? He said yes. And of the 3%, of that 3%, how much of that 3% of fresh water is drinkable? It's 1%. 1% of the three. So, 1% of the water that covers two-thirds, approximately, of the Earth's surface, only one percent of that water is drinkable. But even though it's only one percent, life is sustained. God's put processes in place so that one percent of life-bearing water is sufficient for the Earth. Before Sally and I moved to London, we worked for NHS in Manchester, I had a colleague who would repeatedly, repeatedly drink my water. And the water bottles weren't so common then, and so you'd have glasses. And one day I had enough, so I dissolved lots of salt in my water, and I woke up. I, I abstained. And, and before you think I'd do that to my current colleague, it, it was my brother. So, Hercules, you're safe until we've known each other 20 years. So, we're, we're not there yet, but we're well, on, we're well on the way. Would anyone like some of my water? <laughs> Lara gave me the water, so she knows. She knows there's no salt in it. That, that would be it would go against where the sermon's going. I put salt in well. So... That's true, it's true. I, I was... I was getting my brother back to something. So, I want to ask this question. In light of Isaiah, Isaiah tells us that God's word is like rain and snow. Precipitation. God's word is like rain and snow. And then Ezekiel tells us the effect that fresh water has. So, how would you describe God's word? Wings of life, living, fresh. Quenching, restoring. Okay. I, I can't remember the role, I should have written down. Um, Wings of life, fresh, living, restoring, quenching, powerful, creative. 
God's word is all these things, so I want to ask this question. Why don't we use it yet? I totally pass this as balance for I went to Devon thinking, okay, we're on holiday, I'm going to read lots of Bible, and I'd often I'd get to the end of the day and I'd not read me, thank God, I read with the children. Because I was at least getting similar. We all have bound spells. I remember we were in South Africa for conversion from Taiwan. And I mislaid my Bible, so I didn't have a spare because I was away from home. And I wanted to find my own, because, you know, it's a bit like a stethoscope for doctor, or I don't know what it is, the tools of your trade. You want your own. And then it took me about 24 hours to find it. And when I found it, I was believed, and God's Spirit said to me, how you felt then? Why do you choose not to read it? Because I wanted my Bible so I could read it, but was it just the security of having it because he said to me, why do you sometimes choose not to read it? And I feel like that sometimes about swimming. I don't go for a long time when I go, why haven't I done this before? Um, it doesn't matter too much about swimming. It matters, it matters if I don't read this book. It matters if I do not, because it's what is love. Now, who can remember which book? It's not such a well-known book. Hercules took us to last week. The first sermon of the year. We took us to quite a few, but there was one in particular. Zechariah. Okay, and I've got a verse from Zechariah. So, thank God for children to whom, with whom I read the Bible, because it means a beast on a barren day or a fasting day, I'm getting something in. Thank God Hercules took us to this book. Because at the end of Zechariah, we read, On that day, living water will flow out of Jerusalem, half to the eastern sea, and half to the western sea in summer and in winter. And I've not really seen that verse before. Living water will flow out of Jerusalem, half to the eastern sea, half to the western sea, in summer and in winter. In other words, this water is going to go all across the earth, and it's going to go all across the earth, whatever the seasons are. Now, if this is spiritual water, then... I almost think it's a promise for God to us and to the church. We're going to go to east and to west, and we're going to bear fruit whether the season or climate is favourable or not. And you might think we're a small congregation. When the children leave, we're even smaller. How can we do that? This vast globe, how can we reach it? But remember, streams that come from the moor into the sea. One percent drinkable water. And though the sea is so huge coming against it, you've lived near a house anywhere in the world, you know how powerful that sea is. And I remember being in Devon, I was taking these photos, thinking, well, no, not thinking, God said, you think that you're small and significant, but it's sufficient for me. It's sufficient for me. We come up against, wherever we work, we work that way or to the south, we come up against a world which does not honor God. We come up against a world where if you knowingly quote from here, you're ridiculed. If you believe that God created, then you're ridiculed. That's what 
the world is like. But God says it's sufficient. It's sufficient to go where he wants us to go. And just while we're in Zechariah, I was just trying to work out how I could remember what Hercules was telling us, or at least part of it. So this is just to, in case it helps any of you, which is how I was. I just remembered three UFOs. Three UFOs. This is what we need to be doing. You need to understand the time. What's going on culturally, socially, politically? The future is seen in the context or in the light of God's promise. And then these three O's. We're to be people who take the opportunity given to us to link the present with God's promises, those promises that we've We're to take that opportunity, we're to obey God's will. And then, it's, I'm glad it was last, but I'm glad it's in there because it is a fact spiritually. You will be a fact. The fresh water that comes to the sea is opposed. It's going one way, and it has a certain nature. It's opposed by this mighty roaring sea, which is coming the opposite way than the high sea. And in both of we're in the world, but we're not of the world. And then the New Testament's no different. The spiritual water cycle is the same in the New Testament as in the Old Testament, as is the natural water cycle. The laws that God put in place did not change. Christ fulfilled the law of Moses. The natural laws are still in place. So the natural water cycle is, is the same for Moses and Abraham and everyone in the Old Testament. The lion. It's the same for them as it is for us today. And spiritually, it's the same. And then Jesus confirmed this. He said these famous words to the woman at the well in John chapter 4. He says, Whoever drinks the water I give him will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give him will become in him a spring of water welling up to eternal life. Jesus gives us water that doesn't run out. And how does that work? In the same way that natural life on earth is sustained by a circular process, by a, a cycle, the spiritual life that God gives us is sustained because Jesus keeps on giving. It's a source that doesn't run out. So when a well is dug, as long as it remains connected to the source, it will continue to draw water. Switch has some harsh things to say about wells with no water. Well, with, with no water. But what we have understood in Scripture, and in terms of God's instruction to us, is this year we're going to go and unblock wells. Wells that are still attached to their source. It's just that they've been blocked. Blocked by culture, blocked by laws, blocked by sin, whatever the blockage may have been. So that's what we're going to do this year, scout. So when you go to Devon, or to Scotland, or to the Lake, or wherever it is that you go, to the Cotswolds or to the Peaks, wherever you go, ask God, is there a well here? 
that needs to be recapped, that needs to be unblocked, so that we can do that. And when we get together to intercede, we, that's what we'll do, and then we'll decide by the, by the summer where we're going to go. You can only join us on the weekend, then join us on the weekend, because it will be worth it. We're going to go because God is still committed to and connected to this nation. And it's not just about this nation. We saw from the verses, Zachariah, it's about every nation. Why did God choose Israel? It's his prerogative. He didn't choose anyone he wants. But why did he choose them? Why did he choose Israel and no one else? I don't really know. Why did he choose them? I know, because he wanted every nation to be blessed. He wants every nation to be blessed. And we can look at, we could have looked at different, I could have chosen my favourite verses to do with water. I'm going to ask you a little bit later about your favourite Bible verse. But where does scripture end? Well, let me ask, let, let's, let me ask this, how does scripture start? In the beginning, what? God. God was. And then, and how did God create? He spoke. God's word is creative, productive, powerful, effective. That's how scripture starts. How does scripture end? How many chapters in which book? Revelation? Twenty how many? Twenty two. The river of life. Then the angel showed me the river I've not got this on the screen. You can turn to it in your own time. The angel showed me the river of the water of life. As clear as crystal flowing from the throne of God and of the Lamb, down the middle of the great streets of the city. On each side of the river stood the tree of life, bearing twelve crops of fruit, yielding its fruit every month. And the leaves of the trees, and leaves of the tree are for the healing of the nation. The leaves of the tree are for the healing of the nation. What's the purpose of the spiritual water cycle? For the healing of the nations. How is that healing manifest, established? How a nation is here, we know it. Every nation is here. If we go on holiday somewhere, when we go on holiday somewhere, or even if you've not yet decided, just take the opportunity to say, come, where should I go? It might not be the cheapest place or the most expensive place, depending on how your finances are. It might be God wants you to go to a specific place, because God wants the nations to be here. And then a little bit earlier on in Revelation, Revelation 7, verse 17. For the Lamb at the center of the throne, we were singing earlier, the Lion and the Lamb. The Lamb at the center of the throne will be their shepherd. So the Lamb, the shepherd, the Lamb who is the shepherd, he will lead them to springs of living water. When Jesus was on earth, he shepherded. He shepherded the woman at the well, and the Holy Spirit gave him a word of knowledge to speak to her which he spoke. And he shepherded her. But it wasn't just about her, was it? Because then she went and she told one word of knowledge. Have you ever shared a word of knowledge with someone? And they, when she said, come and meet someone who told me everything I ever did. Jesus didn't do that. He maybe could have been. He just shared a word of knowledge. And said, just, we can do that as well. I met a neighbor last week, and I felt I should pray. I called on her, and she said, I'm sorry for being... She thought she was a bit short with me. She thought she was 
So I have to put up paper. And, and I did. And what, what do we do when we do? If you don't know how to just declare God's word, just think of a scripture about healing. Psalm 103 is a good place to heal. You get not all his benefits. And then just speak God's word. And then I passed the lady and she was with another couple of other neighbours in the restaurant. And um, we just said how I was with me. And then she told me later on that her headache was relieved for a couple of hours. So I was thinking, well, you know, I should have prayed again. And then it might be more than a couple of hours. But what she did with that was she told her two neighbours, our two neighbours, that a prayer gave relief of the headache. If we're willing to step out when God tells us to step out, he will ensure that his name, it's not about us, it's not about our reputation or our friendship circle, whether it increases or decreases, it's about his reputation. It's about his glory. Jesus was on earth. When he was on earth, he shepherded us to live in water and in heaven to do the same thing. He will lead us to springs of living water in heaven. So that's why we're going on in search of wells. Because God's word is as powerful today as it ever was. God's word today is as powerful as it ever was. Just going back to the Old Testament, the two kings, and I'm, I'm going to ask you about your favourite Bible verse, or one of. It's a hard question for some of you. One of. Two Kings 19, this is very close to my favourite Bible one of my favorite. 2 Kings 19 verses 30 and 31. Once more, a remnant of the house of Jacob of Judah will take root below and bear fruit above. For out of Jerusalem will come a remnant, and out of Mount Zion a band of survivors. So Isaiah is prophesying, he's prophesying into a specific context before Sennacherib. But we can take prophecy. And we can say, God, what you did then, please will you do today. Once more, will you keep a remnant? Will you cause this remnant to take root below and to bear fruit above? Now I've got a few more photos to show you. Some of us who went to Convergence, we stayed with William and Hanley Howard. Now, William lives with his family in South Africa, near to where we have Convergence. But... We don't often see his family. And this is Handley. And they've got, it's not even a farm, they've got more than 60 animals. When you live in a city, what's, it's not even a farm, it's a house. You've got more than 60 animals. That dog is huge. <laughs> and, and that cat's not more. And then you can see the bird. And then they've got rabbits and tortoises and more than 60 animals. And six zero. And then there's William and Hanley, and then they've got four children. And last year, so, so think about that, that's the life that's sustained. Last year, they had some work done on their home. Now, it's not an extension or a conservatory, that's kind of what's in our minds. I don't know if this clue... Again, I had to elongate, I chose to elongate. Anyone know what that might be? It's a borehole. This is a borehole, and then the next one, this borehole drills down so that these two tanks can be filled with water. So that 
William and Hanley and their four children and their friends and all their 60 animals have water for me. Because there's a well where they are. In other words, we need water for life. In the natural, we need water for life. In the spiritual, God's word gives us life. We don't have life in all of ourselves, but when we receive Jesus' life, he says it becomes in us a spring, flowing over. Now some of you might be wondering, why at the end of last year did we throw salt in the tent if we all need, if we need fresh water? Why did we do that? Now, the, the thing, don't worry too much, okay? because you don't need to understand prophetic instructions in order to obey them. If you receive a prophetic instruction, and it came, it wasn't a rush job, it was in fact pondered over, and then hopefully kind of like being ready to go, and then now. It, was, it wasn't something rushed, but if it helps you, then think me. From where does the drinkable water come? And the sky that gets into the sky from there? And you think, from the salty water, that's where it comes. We all begin on sight. We all begin on sight. The salty of the ocean river has 40 of our unsafe safety of the table. And what he did for us, what he's doing for us, he wants to do for others. God can use a, a tiny forehead to visit to sustain life. He can use a tiny stream to run off the moor in Devon to do that. And you know, you might think, oh right, yeah, but London's not in it loud, and London's not posting. But the Thames is tiny. We had a, a small window in 2009 to 2011 where we could get away with um, the riverbed of the Thames and passing it off of the beach. It was just a very small window. And we, we, took, um, we took advantage of that window. But the Thames is tied up. What tides about if you're a fisher? That was what was prophesied in Ezekiel 47. Fishermen will stand there and there'll be many tides. What, what are the tides about? The tides are about knowing where to go when. That's what the tides are. And I sometimes think, um, we have no light of our own. This salvation that we bear, it's not our own. In the same way that the moon has no light of its own. But yet the moon controls the tide. We can be people who control the tide. If we understand the time, if we're willing to face opposition, if we understand the future in the light of God's promise, if we take the opportunity to link our current circumstances with God's promises, if we obey God's will, we can be those people. We can be those people who will determine the times. Have we got any light of our own? No. No. Are our righteous acts as filthy rags? Yes. All of them. Filthy rags, eventually. Yes, we've got nothing of ourselves, and yet, and yet, if we're willing to declare God's word, to speak God's word, then he'll be alive. Remember, just drawing a link to the sermon I preached at the end of last year, this cotton from Pakistan, if you lost yours and you need something, in a hot country like this, the cotton doesn't 
if we sow into a certain place or a certain relationship or a certain organization or a certain family, that's where we can expect to reap. So if you've been sowing somewhere faithfully, then expect to reap there. But the size and the nature of the harvest is determined by the spring. So when I use the cotton, just a simple encouragement to do the simple spiritual discipline of prayer. And this is a simple encouragement to engage in the simple spiritual discipline of eating this. I didn't really, I didn't realise it until worship. Thanks, Sophia and the band for leading us. Thanks, for even all the visuals as well. It was helpful to have creation up there. And the sea reminded, it took me back to Psalm 46. Because Heinrich preached on this, or planted last year, and I'm not going to preach on this. He did a good job, a better job than I can do. Verse 2 says, We will not fear, though the earth give way and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea. And then in verse 4, there's a river whose streams make glad the city of God. Again, the sea and the river. And the sea can cause cliffs to fall. The sea is powerful. I can't imagine being a sailor in the olden days, let alone, only in these days, let alone the olden days. That sea is powerful, but there's a river whose streams make glad the city of God. There's a river in heaven, but we here on earth to be rivers of God, whatever we do. So, and rolls the Bible through. And those of you who have to stick with it. Even if it's hard, stick with it. And let's declare God's word. So the scripture's got some tough things to say about those who are supposed to bear water. I don't want to go there in the sermon. I don't myself. I don't need any of us to go there. What I'd like you to do in, in pairs is to share one of your favourite Bible verses. But having shared it, declare it. Declare it over yourself or declare it over the other person. Declare it over whoever it may be. So, for example, if you, if you need help, 2 Kings 19, we read verses 13 and 31 earlier. Once more, a remnant of the house of Judah will take root below. But the verse before that is one of my favourites. This will be a sign for your Hezekiah. This year you'll eat what grows by itself, and the second year what springs from that. But in the third year, sow and reap. Plant vineyards and eat their fruit. Why is it one of my favourite verses? Because what God's saying is, though it might look like there's nothing much going on, though it might look like a drought, though it is a drought, but not just one year, but two, know that I'm doing what I've said I'm doing. And prepare, prepare for the harvest. Because if we have sown, and if we have prayed according to God's will, and if we declare God's will, there will be a harvest. No matter what the circumstances are, no matter how powerful the sea might be that comes at us, there will be a harvest. Because God is true to his word. God is true to his people. God is true to his promise. God is true to his nature. So I'm going to, that's, I'm done that's what I'm going to declare. That there will be sowing and reaping and planting and eating.
So just find witness to bring it all in time. And then quickly But just take a few minutes to declare God's word. Not just an academic exercise to teach each other why it's your favourite power. To declare it. To make it part of you. And don't forget these wells of living water that spring up, overflow. So even declaring it over yourself in the presence of someone will be a blessing to them. Just take a few minutes to do that. Thank God, an incredible um, testimony. So, on the week of, of opening, I'm, I'm in a show at the moment on, on, on the West End. And the week of the show opening, um, that Sunday, I can't remember the date, maybe like the 17th of December or something, I can't remember. But we were opening the show on the 21st. So that's the Saturday, I something I was on my way to work, and, and I was sort of going up the escalators because I was running a little bit late, so I had to get there so I could warm up, warm up my body, you know? And so I was running up there, and I was running up the escalator to sort of kind of skip the steps, and something just gave in my back, just here, the right, right lower back, and I just wasn't sure why or how come. Or, and it was just strange because it wasn't like I was doing extra, like strenuous exercise. I was literally just doing that. So my back gave in. I was in so much pain. I got to work. I was I was late because of that because I just couldn't make it to work. I was that like out of walking. I got. I told the company manager, I was like, I'm in terrible pain. Can you please call the physio? Um, could be a company physio who can, you know. So he was on call. I spoke to him. He gave me some tips. I managed to make it through that night. Um, I managed to make it through that night. I apologize. No, this was actually the Wednesday onto the Thursday. So the next night was opening night, you know, and I'm a standby. So if they need me to go on, I can't be the one that's injured. So it's like I need to go on for the people that are needing me to be there. So anyway, I'm in, I'm in terrible pain. That Sunday coming after opening night, um, I, I, you know, I prayed. The physio saw me. He was able to see me and he was able to do something and help me out. And I felt a little better. Felt a little better on that Thursday. Opening night happened, which meant like, okay, fine, things are happening. But this was me. This was me trusting in the medicine more than trusting in the word. I just really, I really want you to maybe follow me on my struggle. So, so I was like, physio gave me some some tips. I did those exercises. Opening night came up. That happened. I was sort of okay, but not healed. Sunday came to church and um, and I remember I remember saying to Hercules at the end of the sermon um, Hercules and, and Heinrich who was visiting at the time um, not Heinrich the pastor different Heinrich was visiting at the time the two of them prayed for me and uh, I and, and we took we spent some time it was our Thanksgiving service we spent lots of time I was just here just up in the and I think it was literally this spot um, praying 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 trusting God and praying and trusting God and praying. And then Hercules just asked me, he was like, do you believe God can say, can, can heal you? And I, and I said yes, but then I sort of had to, t- I went back inside and I was like, I don't actually think I'm 100% yes. You know, I said yes for the sake of saying yes, because I think, I think here, but I don't know here. And I think that was the case, I just didn't know. So, 
fine. You know, I said to the guys, I said, listen, I'm going to stay here for a while. Um, I'm not completely free. Because it was like the, the, the pain was subsiding and then it would come back and then it was subsiding and then it would come back. And each time they'd pray, we'd press in and then it would go away a little bit and then it would come back. So I said to them, just leave me here. Let me just be here with God and, and, and figure it out with Him. So they left me. They, they um, you know, I can't sleep here. I have to go home and continue with my life. So I left with my wife and, and my, my baby girl and, you know, um, continued on with life. That Monday, I was actually going to see the physio. And so I was like, and I think a part of me was holding on to trusting into the medicine for healing. So that Monday, I saw the physio and there was a bit of relief, you know. Um, but that relief was, was really temporary because the Tuesday, <laughs> the Tuesday and the Wednesday, I was like, okay, I'm still able to move, but I'm, I'm in pain. That Wednesday before now, this will be a week on Thursday, right? So the, the Wednesday, the pain came back like something I've never experienced in my life. It was worse than the time that it happened, worse than the actual incident. I remember sending him a voice message. Sending, telling my wife I'm in just agony, I can't move, I couldn't sleep, I couldn't do anything. And, uh, and being really challenged in my spirit, like what am I going to believe now? Am I going to believe that I'm going to try and wait for a doctor to fix this? Or am I going to believe that God can heal me right now? Can I take authority? And that was the other thing that he asked me on that Sunday, was that you need to take authority over your body yourself. So I was like, okay, fine. I went to my Bible app and I was like, first scripture about healing. Give it to me now. I'm going to meditate on the scripture. And the first scripture was, He was wounded for our transgressions, He was bruised for our iniquity, chastisement for our peace was upon Him, and by His stripes we are healed. And I took that whole day, from that Wednesday in pain, because I couldn't walk my girl in the pram. I was in so much pain. And I just was like, Lord, this is not happening. And I, and I spoke to my body, and I was like, body, you will come under the authority and the lordship of Christ in Jesus' name. You will be healed. And I can't tell you how many times I was saying this, saying this, saying this just, just meditating, meditating, meditating. A week from the day, so Thursday, I'm going back to work. God took me to the same escalator where my hip gave out. I tell you, I took one step on that escalator, and the pain was just gone. I tell you, one step, not, I'm not, kid you not. And I was like, and I, and I took the step and I, you know, I was like, Lord, and I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm realizing what's happening now. So, so I'm going for it. I'm going for it. I'm just meditating. I'm just, just laying it in me, laying it in me, just standing on the scripture in Isaiah, standing on it, standing on it and taking. And I, and I remember I got to the top of the escalator, tapped out with my oyster. And I went up around another bank of stairs. This was at Victoria Station. Went up the last bit of stairs. And I remember feeling, okay, this is, I am, I am feeling a lot stronger than I've ever felt, which is great. But there's still something that's very persistent. It's stubborn in there. And I said to God, I said, God, I'm going to do this every day I'm coming into work. I come into work six days a week. So I've got every, I've got seven more tries that I'm going to trust you like the guys that walked around um, the walls of Jericho seven times. I'm going to trust you that every time I come back, I'm going to walk the exact same route, the exact same pattern, the exact same thing, and I'm going to say the exact same scripture, and you will hear me. Seven more times I did that, and there's nothing in this back. There's nothing. Nothing. I tell you, I, I really just want to praise God, um, and, 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 yeah, just just thank David for his word this morning because there's just so much 
life and power in the Word of God. Amen. All glory to Him. Mutual appreciation of each other, just of God. But, you know, when, when the band were leading us this morning, thanks, Lara, Sophie, Sam, and Mel, and and I had my first um, hamstring injury yesterday, um, playing football with the boys and playing with some dads and some high school boys. And, um, uh, and, you know, tempted, I was tempted in worship, okay, take it easy, David. You know, don't jump around, don't feel down, just take it easy. But, but I want to say two things, and, and God will help you, you know, which side of the coin. Don't take things easy, but, I mean, do, spiritually as we go through, do warm up, because I think that's what I didn't do yesterday, you know. Scooting doesn't warm up hamstrings if you need, it's just, it's just, you know. it, um, I warmed up some other muscles. But, um, God doesn't want us injured, He wants us here for the long haul, because there's loads of nations out there. So, you know, God will just warm up, you know, if, if you've not shared your faith before, then um, ask God, you know, just which person do I meet today? But don't use human logic that says, you know, medicine works and then we might go to the Bible. Don't use human logic that says, you know, you don't kneel down or jump around because you need to take more things. Let's not use human logic because God doesn't work. He can work too, but he's not just like that. So we had our first um, NHS experience um, over the holidays. I took my um, daughter Lana on Christmas Day, um, the 25th. Uh, the morning or the night was not good. Lana did not sleep um, because of um, uh, Lana being um, not vomiting the whole night. So um, I took her to the NHS on uh, Christmas morning. Um, but just before I left, I said to Milani, let's just pray for her. And we left Guildford because we were at Normandy, uh, close to Guildford, um, staying with Margaret and Ian. And we um, prayed for her and I took her in the car. When we got to the hospital, she was so alive that I had to tell her, listen, just look as if you are sick. Because this is not looking good for us now. Um, the amazing thing of, of that experience was just again, um, you know, she um, she was eating pretty good. Um, the doctor actually said that the first 12 hours is the worst, but uh, after this it will just get better. Um, the blessing is, um, and he said just drink water. Um, but um, the blessing was just a reminder, you know, that God is, God is um, the one who who uh, comes to meet us where we are and he's going to lead us into this year showing himself faithful there's so many things that he's going to um, instill in your life this year where um, you can trust him we need those memorial stones in order to remind ourselves about the goodness of God Um, and um, God is truly the water let's stand um, as we close is there anyone else that wants to share Sorry, David. I actually, I was, I wasn't. Um, I wanted to say something then, and I realised you were still talking. Um, but I have my chance now. This is many people. Now, I just wanted to add it to Sophie's um, um, testimony. 
Um, you know, I, I don't. I didn't even share this with Sofiso, but um, as as he he and his wife Melanie um, uh, send us um, just a message to say, please pray with us because um, Sofiso is in so much pain and he needs to go. Um, I mean, it's the opening evening, and we trust they trust in God for his healing. And I was, to be honest to say, I was like I thought because they prayed for him that Sunday. And I said to the Lord, but Lord, why didn't you answer their prayers? Why, why is he so suffering now? Because they already prayed for him, and why, why didn't you come through for him? Now it's it's now on the the day, and he's not healed. And I was I was a little bit like you know not cross, but I was like, come on, God, why didn't you heal him? And it's like I was I was standing you know standing with God, and I was wrestling with him through this, and I said, Lord, but. But you are his healer. You can heal him. And the Lord actually gave me that scripture. And I sent it to Sophiso that says um, in 1 Kings 13 verse 6, The king pleaded with the holy man, Help me. Pray to your God for the healing of my arm. And the holy man prayed for him. And the king's arm was healed as good as new. And I sent it to Sophiso. And as I was sending it, and it's like, Oh, I send it now, and now I have to stretch my faith because I said to Sophie, so I'll just after that, God is going to heal your back just as He healed that man's arm, and it's going to be a, as good as new. <laughs> Needless to say that um, when we heard that God did this miracle that He just um, told us, um, I once again just realized that God is the God of miracles, and I also stretched my faith because I was actually, when I just sent it, I was like, a little bit doubting is God going to do this now and I was like doubting my own faith and yeah so God actually stretched my faith through Sophie what happened to him and if, if that didn't happen God didn't stretch my faith so God is into doing this as well let's close our eyes God is taking us through a journey to receive um, the fullness of who he is you know this morning it's a time of consecration it's a time of of just allowing God to uh, to reveal Himself to us. Oh God, we thank You that we can stand here before You. And that we can declare that You are, you are so faithful. Even though we are not always faithful, You are This morning we have a desire just to, to come and stand before you and God to recognize you as our healer, as our provider, as, as the source that we need. You are here morning and you know, you just fresh revelation of who Jesus is. I want to ask this morning that you would take a step of faith and just recognize that uh, you need the fruit to be part of your life. Maybe you're here this morning and you know, it's, uh, you're just so busy. You're not focusing on the small thing that God is speaking to you about. Maybe you feel that uh, 